And I realized a second chance to live means a second chance to make things right in my life. There's nothing anyone has done in this world that's so bad that it couldn't be given a second chance. Coming up, Ariane talks with former heavyweight boxing champion George Foreman, next on Change Nation from the first 30 days. Welcome to the first 30 days. I'm Ariane, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with the legendary George Foreman. He's a two-time world heavyweight boxing champion, a successful businessman, an ordained Christian minister, and now an author. George, welcome to the first 30 days. Uh, Congratulations on your new book. The book is Going the Extra Smile, Discovering the Life-Changing Power of a Positive Outlook. George, what I wanted to ask is, if we are helping people with the first 30 days of living a happy life, what are your first couple of tips that you would tell anyone about what it takes to truly be happy? Oh, the, what I found, the first thing is to understand, doesn't matter what you have to face, there, and there are most things you have to face on a hard level. You're not going to change what has happened, but you can change how you feel about a certain thing. For instance, my my mom died. It I couldn't change the fact that I'm going to be sorry. Mm-hmm. Now I just had to change my mind about how I felt about losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. Something I feared more than anything. I'm just going to have to change my mind about fearing it because it had already happened to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Get people ready to just smile. Now you, it's happened. Now you have to move on. Mm-hmm. How do you find within yourself the ability to smile, even though you and everyone else have been through some tough times? And I think that all of us, especially uh, uh, who've had a good mom or a good father or even a grandfather who, who somewhere in our life, we owe it to them to continuously smile because most people have sacrificed, I guess, the average mother who has a child, uh, and especially my era, they don't know how they were going to feed the child, how they were going to take care of the, the child. And most people said, maybe you shouldn't even have a baby. And for that, because of that, since we're here, we at least owe it to these people to continue to smile. Look, we're alive. They made the sacrifice. We should continue to smile about what they gave us in our life. Absolutely. So your top three tips, George, for the first 30 days of living a happy life. So number one would definitely be smiling despite any adversity or what might have happened. What what couple of other things would you tell people? Yeah, because there's, uh, they call it life. Uh, life is totally opposite from death. And because it's life, every 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 form of adversity is going to come after you only because nothing, not, there's not a curse in your life. You're not a bad person. It's just because it's life itself. And above everything, you have to learn. We all have to learn to just hold our loved ones, even if they don't remember your name anymore. <laughs> you got them to hug until last drop and laugh and smile because you still have something. Life. <laughs> I know in one of the chapters you talk a lot about the importance of gratitude as well in living a happier life. Was that a, a lesson that you found along the way? Did something happen that it was just time for you to get really grateful about what was already in your life? 
It really did because I had this experience over 30 years ago where I was in the dressing room fighting for my life after a boxing match, and I knew I was going to die. And I'd heard about people dying, but for some reason you never think it's going to happen to you, especially when you're healthy. There I was dead in a split second. Everything I'd ever worked for crumbled like ashes behind me as I fit in this. I was sitting in this dark emptiness, nothing. And I just said, I don't care if this is death. I, I, I still believe there's a God somewhere. When I said that, I was given a second chance to live. Mm-hmm. I realize a second chance to live means a second chance to make things right in my life. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be alive. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that moment when things go really bad. I sit up and say, hmm, if I don't have money, I don't have a job, I'm sure I sure got my gratitude for to be alive. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned as well that God really gave you a second chance. Have you really found a lot of strength and the ability to to be happy and to continue smiling from your faith? Uh, you know that to to note that I was given a second chance to live. It only gave me the uh, the strength and the ability to constantly give everyone else a second chance. I'm not God, nor am I even God Junior, <laughs> but I can certainly give my fellow man a second chance. There's nothing anyone has done in this world that's so bad that they, they couldn't be given a second chance. Mm. I know there's another chapter I was reading in, in your book about the power of forgiveness and how life, I think, tests us all. There are people that are put on our path that we need to forgive. Oh. How has that sort of changed your life and how has it impacted people around you? Uh, yeah, each... All of my children, I give them, I write it down on a piece of paper and give them this something I wrote for them. And it says, forgiveness is that subtle thread that binds both love and friendship. You can hardly see it, but without forgiveness, you wake up and you may not even have a mother or father. And then you start having children, it's so easy to be without a, a child if you don't learn to forgive. And there are so many people wake up and say, I don't have a friend. I no longer have any friends. And mostly because they haven't forgiven someone. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness is the most important thing to make yourself, to have num- numerous friends, lots of relatives. You must have lots of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Was there someone in your life that it was especially difficult to forgive and then when you did something very positive and wonderful came out of it? Uh, but you, you go in life, there were so many. I had managers, of course, who had really, you know, done wrong in my life. I remember when I was even once watching it, and I saw the double cross, so to speak, in the ring. And the, and I just, for, for years, I really kind of made up my mind, especially because I lost the title to Muhammad Ali. And I figured all those people knew, and they kind of laughed at me under their breath because I'd lost my title and I'd been cheated. And this bitterness haunted me all for years and years. Then I got that second chance to live, and I saw their faces that they were still alive, and death hadn't happened to them. I realized, you know, I still got friends here, and they would be willing to be my friends. Only All I had to do was to forgive them. And then, you know, with the best friends in the world. <laughs> yeah. Forgive George, do you think do you think there's a reason why people are so unhappy or do you think they just forget to be happy 
Boy, I've, never, I've, I've never heard that. I've never heard it said like that. <laughs> but that's people. All, most of us forget to be unhappy. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Most of us forget to be happy. Mm. That's all. A lot of us are unhappy only because we forget to be happy. Most of us remember our bills have to be paid. Got to get to work on time. Mm. Oh boy, even church. Some of us remember I got to get on time for church, but most of us forget. Hey, I've mm. got to be happy. Mm. Boy, I like that. <laughs> you can take that. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we do. I think we remember everything else. All of uh-huh. these are responsibilities, and then. I just I'm fascinated. I mean, you have ten children. Mm-hmm. Do they do they know how to be happy? Do they remember to be happy? Do do we have a responsibility as parents to just exude happiness? And I think that because after a certain amount of years, especially a lot of parents, we've achieved so many things. Life, we know so much about life. I think it's very important that we impart on our kids the wisdom of appreciating life for them. Them. That's why some of us live so long to get that message over. You just don't want to be in this world getting another million or uh, what, waiting for Dow to go up and down again. At some point, we got to realize our lives are here to demonstrate to, to the younger ones, to give them the message about being happy. Hey, what about being happy? What about smiling? And I think that's the duty of a parent, and especially grandparents. George, what advice do you give people who are maybe going through a time where they're just finding it really difficult to smile? And, and, and that's, the, you know, the most important thing is to tell people to appreciate. Never, don't, don't really get your life centered around what's going wrong for you. Start looking for the things that are going right in your life. And if you sit there and meditate a little while, you can find out there are a lot of things you'll be happy about. Like I said, there are a lot of things, if you're alive, adversity, that's going to be the adventure of life. But there's still a lot to be happy about. All you got to do is concentrate on it. Yeah. And you must find that thing to be happy about. And I, I spend a lot of time with people explaining to them, hey, well, they're saying, look, I've got to drive my husband here. I've got to drive my child here. And I explain to them how there are so few people who cannot drive at night. You ever thought about well, to celebrate the ability, the, the idea that we can drive at night? Celebrate it. Yes. <laughs> That's a celebration to be able to go to the store for yourself. Yeah. And there's some of us who we can't even go to the store. Yeah. Uh, we can at least wait for the food and things to be brought to us. Some of us can actually cook. You're absolutely right. Is Is there someone that was a role model or a hero for you who helped you develop this positive attitude? Or did it just sort of spring up without you? Were you surrounded by people who lived and breathed this? I had two. I had, uh, of course, my mother and one aunt, Leola, who was pretty much responsible. She gave me the name George Edward Foreman. And as as life would go on, I'd get older, of course, most of the times I knew my mom and my aunt, they were really sick. And it wouldn't matter what time of day you'd go to their house. They would always, how you doing, baby? Can I fix you something to eat, baby? And I'd heard uh, that they were really very sick, and that's some of the reasons I'd go and visit my aunt. You would never know it. And so I found people who had nothing wrong with them sitting with their hands uh, 
uh, with their head down, and I tell them the story about my aunt. My mom, especially once, had these extreme operations from time to time. You two weeks after the operations, what? You, Hi, baby, how you doing? Never she would let you be the one to ask, how are you doing, Miss Foreman? That's beautiful. <laughs> so I learned in life, if those people can hold their heads up and smile and ask you, how are you doing, baby, come on over here and sit down and and give you a positive message, I should be able to give one, I guess, for a lot of mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So I learned from those two women. George, is now the happiest time of your life? Do you feel that you get happier and happier as the time goes on? And, yeah, I tell my wife all the time, this is as good as it gets every day. I mean, this is as good as it gets, and you never appreciate today until you look and see how you should have appreciated years past when you don't have those things. So every day I jump up and I say, this is as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This has been a good day, too. And, George, out of everything that you've been and done and contributed to the world, is there something that you're most proud of? Is there something that you want your legacy to be for your sons, your daughters, everyone who just loves and adores you? (laughs) Really, I'm so happy that before it was all over, I did find the knowledge, and I got a chance to to serve God. And I explained it to my children, my family, all all together. And for sometimes, you know, you're built up and everybody's thinking, oh, he's trying to convert me. He's trying to make us. And I said, no, 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 I just want you to know how I appreciate this happening to me. I mean, here's a, a guy that's done so much and who's sends these, what's like the Halley's Comet, <laughs> all of these volcanoes, and all these things, and I get a chance to say, I'm in service for a while. I really appreciate that more than anything that have ever happened to me. And I explain it to my children. More than trying to get them to go along with my story, let them. I try to convince them how happy and how appreciative I am of that. And I'm so happy and so appreciative I get to hear a little bit of your life wisdom and we get to share it with a few people who are listening. George, one of the things I do with all of the people I have the chance to speak to, I ask them three signature questions. So we ask everyone the same three questions. Sure. So here's the first one. What is the belief that you go to during times of change? What is the number one rock-solid belief that you know you can always hang on to when things are changing around you? That God loves me. Here's the second one. Fill in the sentence. The best thing about change is? It's still life. And the last one is, what is the best change that you ever made? The best change that I've I've found that human beings are the greatest invention ever. Hmm. Well, George, um, so grateful, so appreciative. I feel inspired. I'm going to keep this photo of you and your book right next to my desk. <laughs> Thank you. It inspires me and reminds me to smile at times when it's sometimes not. Um, <laughs> your book, for everyone listening, the book is called Going the Extra Smile, Discover the Life-Changing Power of a Positive Outlook. Um, I highly recommend it. I read it last night, and a few people actually saw me reading it and asked me about it as well. And I wish you truly all the best. I, I thank you for everything that you've been and what you're doing. And we we need more people like you. And your your energy is very, very infectious. Even though I've just had a few minutes with you on the phone, it's like you're sitting right next to me. 
that, and thank you so much for that gift of don't forget to be happy. <laughs> don't thank forget, you. we won't. Thank you, George. Okay. Today I've been speaking with George Foreman. He's a two-time world heavyweight boxing champion, a successful businessman, an ordained Christian minister, and the author of the book, Going the Extra Smile, Discovering the Life-Changing Power of a Positive Outlook. I'm Ariane. Thanks for listening. And for more interesting and inspiring interviews, of course, please come and visit us at our website at first30days.com. 30